Yes, yes, yes. Welcome everyone. Welcome to another episode of Hustle Smart. Welcome back, welcome back. So today we got Javen from Spectrum's Fit. Yes. And yes. for those who don't know you, please introduce yourself. Please tell the people about yourself. Yes, man. My name's Javen. I'm an online fitness coach uh, from South London. I run a company called Spectrum Fit. Uh, my signature program is called the Optimized Athlete Program. And yeah, man, I've been doing that for the past three years now. Nice. Two and a half years, something like that. So yeah, man. Nice. So where where did it all start? Even just in terms of your your journey yeah, from, man. from young, what were you kind of into? So I've always been sports in it, football. Nice. Okay. So from young, I got signed by Crystal Palace when I was eight. Oh, wow. Um, and then I was there for 10 years, so from 8 to 18. When I was 16, done my GCSEs, all that, I was offered a scholarship when I was 14. So when I was 16, I already knew I weren't going to continue education. Innit? Okay, I already, yeah, yeah. I already knew I was done. So, um, yeah, when I, when I was 16, I went full-time, so I had a full-time deal. And then, yeah, man, two years, didn't get a professional contract. I had knee surgery in my last year. And then, yeah, from there, I wasn't really sure. You know, do you hear the story the about knees, young man. boys? The knees, yeah, yeah, the yeah, knees, yeah. Man. I'm literally that meme, innit? That <laughs> meme, when talk about, I'm literally that meme, yeah. innit? I could have made it if I didn't hurt my knee. So, but then after that, I had the knee surgery and then I ended up moving to the States. Okay. So I got offered a scholarship out in the States. So Was that studying at uni or? Yeah, okay. yeah. So I went to college out there. So I played two years in New Jersey. Then I went to Atlanta for two years. Um, that was that was good. How was yeah. that experience for you? Was it kind of just like, like you're chasing the dream, so you do whatever it takes? Or was it like a big decision? Like, so, like, do you want me to go into like the details? Yeah, details, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So, like, basically, I'll talk about Palace in it because that's like that's that's like where things were, where the dream was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Like at the time, the club was in such a mad transition. So when I was when I first signed for Palace, we was a Championship club. So when when I when I had my first year, when I was 16 and I went in as a full-time scholar, my first year we were still in the championship. Mm-hmm. But we had a mad season and got promoted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we ended up going to the Prem. In that year, basically, the way that I like to describe it was like the first team outgrew the club. Because oh. anybody who knows, like anybody who's been involved in football, they'll know Crystal Palace's training ground. Everything was rubbish, bro. Like, yeah. It was like, a, it's like, it was crap. Mm-hmm. So, their training grounds on ends, isn't it? Yeah, 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 in yeah, Beckenham. yeah. So, now it's really nice. Now it's sick. Mm. But obviously, they've been in Prem for some years now. But back then, it was crap, right? So, the first team outgrew the, the actual club. Yeah. So, we didn't really have any facilities. And then, in my second year, it was a Premier League club. They signed about 20 first team players. And then, on top of that, they basically, Tony Pulis became the manager. And anybody you know, who watches football, they'll know Tony Pulis is quite a militant guy. He basically come in and he was like, we don't want the youth team on oh. premises, bro. Like, so I remember that year, we trained at about 15 different places in South London. Like, we were training in parks. I remember one session we was training. And this is a Premier League club at this point. We're training. There was a dog. I, I, on my life, a dog ran in during the session. Oh, so, like, damn. all these things were happening in my last year where I needed to get a professional contract mm-hmm. where it's like, it's mad. So... Yeah, like that year was just, it was hard, isn't it? Like for everybody, like even some of the best players that players that were probably more talented than me, like didn't, didn't even really move on. So yeah, like we, we got basically banned from the training ground. We weren't allowed to use the um, pitches. We weren't allowed to use the gym. Um, we weren't even allowed to have breakfast with the first team. Anymore. Before, in my first year, we used to have breakfast with the first team. So I'll be chilling with Wilf, I'll be chilling yeah, with yeah, yeah. Balassi, whatever. Like I was just chilling, eating breakfast, like, and it's cool. 
second year, they're like, we can't even chill with them oh, anymore. Wow. So it was just, it was weird because when you're in football, you're always told, oh, you need to do extra work. Yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. a man, I love to do extra training, innit? Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I've got into what I do now because I just love to do extras. So like, when we're training at other places, obviously we're getting on a minibus and going. So we can't stay stay half an hour and do extra shooting mm. or something like that. So we're having to come back. So sometimes we'll come back and I'll be like, okay, well, I'm, I need to go. I want to do extras, innit? Work on my left foot or whatever. I'll go on the pitch and I'll do some left foot. I've got assistant managers coming out shouting at man, mm. Jav, get back inside. You're not allowed to be on the pitch. I'm just thinking, yeah, bro, yeah, like, how am I supposed yeah, to get yeah. better, innit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But obviously the, the mistake, not that, not looking back on it, yeah. hindsight's a wonderful thing, mm-hmm. but... I still could have done extras outside of the club. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, yeah. but obviously, when you're young, you're just like, "This is annoying me." Yeah, you're not <clears> thinking <throat> like that. And if you ain't got the right mentors or someone who's been right there before you, yeah, yeah, like. So, when that happened, I, I was just like, I already knew this year was just not a write-off, but I wasn't. I knew it wasn't going too well, mm. yeah. even if I was scoring goals or whatever. So, when that season ended, um, so David Moyes, his son was actually my agent at the time, okay. and he had told me maybe like four or six weeks before I got told I wasn't getting a, a deal, a new deal. So I already knew that I wasn't going to get a deal. So they called me into the meeting, all that stuff. They're like, cool, we're not going to extend your contract, blah, blah, blah. But at that time, I, I had to get knee surgery. So I'm just thinking, all right, cool. I just need to get ready for whatever's next. When I had the surgery, season's done now, isn't it? I've had the, I've had the surgery. And um, when I had the surgery, the, the surgeon told me I've got eight weeks till I can get back into playing and that mm-hmm. but obviously I need to get a club so I haven't really got eight weeks to sit around I had an offer from Yeovil the first team they were in league one at the time to do pre-season with the first team in six weeks so I'm just thinking I'm going to do everything I can I'm Crystal Palace still letting me do training there to get fit working with the physios so I went to Yeovil like six weeks in but my knee was like mm. it was like a balloon like it was mad so didn't get nothing there honestly that summer so that would have been I don't even remember now. It would have been a long time ago. But that summer, I, I went to about, I went to about maybe six or seven different clubs. Yeah. And like 17 years old? Uh, 18, 18, I was 18, yeah. yeah. And it's, I went to about, yeah, six or seven different clubs. And I like, I was scoring goals on every trial I went to. I was scoring. And then like managers would be like, oh, we ain't got a budget, blah, blah, blah. And just the typical things you hear, man, when young boys get released and they're trying to find a club. So in my mind, I was just like, well, there's nothing really here for me, man. Like I had no real desire to stay in England, innit? Mm. Like for me, I just didn't want to be here. Yeah. So the the move was a big decision to go to the States, but yeah. a little bit of it was born out of fear as well. Cause everyone that knew me, they're like, right, Jav kicks ball. Like that's my thing. Mm. I can't, I'm thinking, I'm not going to work. Yeah, I'm not yeah, gonna yeah, go yeah, work. Yeah. I don't want to go back to school. Like I'm just, yeah. I kick ball, like I'm a yeah, footballer. For sure. So for me, yeah, it was just like I couldn't, I couldn't see myself doing anything else. I didn't want to play non-league. Mm. I was I didn't I didn't want to do all of that. And I didn't have anyone to tell me, rah, just go play non-league and come back up in, in two years, something like that. I, no one told me that. Yeah. No one in my family kicks ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's hard. And then my the agent thing is like when when the agent sees that you're not, yeah, they don't care about you anymore. When you don't so. bring value in as much yeah, as the others. Exactly. Yeah. So you don't get no attention anyway. So yeah. yeah, I had no one really telling me, look, go play non-league for two years, score some goals, you'll be back. So I was like, let me just go to America, man. Like, yeah. Get away from here. So it was a little bit of fear. Now that I look at it, like when I really think deep into my heart, like it's probably fearful. Of I didn't know what to do next in it. So, but I don't regret it. Though. Yeah, I went sure. out there. It was different. Life yeah, I out can there, imagine. Yeah. In the states, it's different, man. So I can imagine. Yeah. So yeah, I went out there, and then 
So I went to New Jersey for two years. So in 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 America, the way they do sports is obviously a lot different. They got college yeah. college sports. Yeah, yeah. So you got you got the NCAA, which is sort of like the football association mm-hmm. in England, like it's the yeah. governing body. And then you've got D1, Division 1, D2, D3. Mm-hmm. So I went to a D1 school straight oh, away nice. um, in New Jersey. So I got there. It was cold, snowing. Like I never seen so much snow in my life. Right. Yeah. But over there, they don't, obviously football is not their sport. Yeah. Yeah. So Soccer. over there, yeah. Over there, it's just fitness, isn't it? It's how okay. physical you are. So yeah. bear running, like it was mad. It was mad. I hated it, honestly. I hated it, but I enjoyed the social side. Because yeah. America, college campus yeah. is just... Even if you're at a small college, it's just unreal, bro. Like the sororities, the mm. uh, I can't remember what the guy, the guy ones are called, um, the fraternities, like all that stuff you see like in the movies and yeah, that where yeah, they're yeah. shaving their head and they're doing the dances. Yeah. That sounds real. Oh, yeah. yeah, that yeah, sounds real. So like it's mad. Like when people are doing initiations, like you could have a, like, let's say we're all friends, yeah? Yeah. yeah. And you guys are going to join us uh, a fraternity. Yeah, yeah. You guys will just start, you, you guys will do whatever they tell you. Yeah. So, if I'm not involved, sometimes what happens is people will just like, they won't talk, they're not allowed to talk to anybody apart yeah. from people in the fraternity. Yeah. So I could be chatting to you, man, every day. Then one day you lot see me and you lot just start ignoring me because I'm not I'm not a part of it. Yeah, and they'll do nice. that for a certain amount of time. and But they're not, they're not allowed to tell you. Yeah. So they can't tell you that they're doing it. Then one day you'll see everyone gathering in, the, in like a communal area and they'll, they'll, you'll see like all the guys with hoods on, like balaclavas on. Yeah. All of a sudden, the the boss like will come over, and take take it all off in it, and they're all there, they're all dancing, <laughs> got shaved heads, like it's yeah, mad. Yeah, yeah, movies, mad. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. Crazy. I watched Burning Sand. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Crazy. Yeah, so it's mad, bro. And yeah. then like that's real. Then when that's over, they can chat to you again. Yeah, yeah. So like that stuff's real, isn't <laughs> it? I jackets. even had, bruv, I even had a girl. So I was I was seeing one girl, and then like I seen one girl in New Jersey, and I used to I used to sit in the library a lot, in it. I just sit in there read, right. And I've seen this one girl, like we've seen each other all the time. Then one day I just noticed she's just airing, man, innit? And then yeah. I see her. She looked at me dead in the eyes, bro, and just walked past me, innit? I was like, yo, what's going on? Like, she just walked past. I was just like, rah. Yeah, Two right. weeks later, I see, oh, she's she's a part of a sorority, yeah. innit? Then she's like, oh, I'm sorry, I couldn't tell you. So yeah, like that was all new to me, innit? That was just mad. Like, mm. Oops. <laughs> and and people, people take that stuff like so serious, especially mm. like in the black community over there. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's mad. So yeah. I did two years in Jersey. I was like, no, nah, I didn't like it. Went to Atlanta. Now, everything I just told you in Atlanta is 10 times bigger. Oh, so yeah. the sororities, the, so you see the Burning Sands movie. You see how the, one of the brothers dies, isn't mm-hmm. it? So one of the fraternities in, in the uni that I went to, so they actually killed someone as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, So they actually got banned from the campus. So something something like that happened. Like in the initiation, they like beat him up so bad. He oh, had like wow. internal bleeding. Is mad, isn't it? And they call it um, Hell Night. Yeah. Yeah, so that stuff, that stuff's real, man. But when I went to Atlanta, yeah, that was different because when I was in New Jersey, it was in like the suburbs or like, I don't know yeah. how to describe it, but it wasn't in like a city area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I went to Atlanta, the university, the campus is actually in the city. Mm. So like the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, okay. like all of these things, like the baseballs, the baseball stadium, all that stuff is like literally all in the area. Yeah. Like, so when I'm there, like, it, like it's like I went to university in central London. That's yeah, what it yeah, felt like. Yeah, yeah. So my apartment was there. I'll go out. You, you, like, it was just different. The yeah. lifestyle was different. Plus Atlanta's hot. Yeah. There's, yeah. And Atlanta's, 
Atlanta's like the only black kind of black owned city in the world, like major city in, in, yeah. in the world, really. So it's a different feeling when you go somewhere like, I don't know, you go to the corner, you know, they like, go to like a sweet shop here, it's just probably an Asian person, something like yeah. that. Like you go there, it's just all black people. Yeah. So it's a different, different how, experience, man. How important was traveling young in like your journey right now? Cause like I've been quite fortunate to travel a bit as well, but it's like once you see that the world is way bigger than London, mm. way bigger than UK, like there's so many different things and possibilities. Like how did that play into kind of where you are now, your mindset now? So that's a good question. Um, I would say like I always kind of I, I always knew growing up, yeah, that like London is like this is only one, this is not everything for us, you know. It's I such always, a bubble, yeah. Right? It's yeah. such a bubble. But I always kind of knew that because of football. Because I was yeah. at Palace, we got yeah. to travel a lot. Oh, yeah, good. So we were yeah. going to like France, Belgium, Italy. I remember we went to a tournament in Switzerland. So I got to see a lot of the world yeah. from 12 years old, which was a blessing. So I kind of always knew. But going to America and living away was different. That's yeah. different because I didn't I didn't have a base. Yeah. Like, if things were messing up, I couldn't just run to my mum or my dad. You get me? Like yeah. that was all gone in it. So yeah. that was different because. Like, I guess in the process, you become more of a man. You, you're navigating things on your own, money. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, in terms of what I do now, the, the benefit is that because I, I coach online, I can yeah. reach out to people in the States and the UK. So from a business perspective, it's actually really good for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, man. So, like, at what point would you, like, you know what? Forget it. Like, football's not working out. I'm going to come back to the UK and then just pursue something else. So... Yeah, so probably in like my third year out there, I was kind of in the mindset of, well, I'm going to stay, but I'm only going to stay if I get offered a contract. So yeah. in in the States, obviously they do the draft, right? Yeah. The same thing The same thing happens in football, but obviously it's nowhere near as big. Um, but it's very, very hard for international students to, to get yeah. drafted. Yeah. Because um, in the MLS, they have what they call uh, designated players. And that's where all the money goes to like the the major international players. So someone like like David Beckham goes to a team, like, yeah. he's going to be a designated player and they only have a limited amount of slots. So to get drafted as an international student, you'd have, you've got to be, I don't know, you have to score like 50 goals or something mad in it, like in a season or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I already knew probably not going to get drafted. Um, I could stay and maybe play in a lower league and all that stuff. But in my mind, I'm always like, well, if I'm going to play in a lower league and, not get as much money. I might as well just come home and play non-league, innit? So yeah. I just told myself, I'm either going to go into a football agency and start scouting in that, or yeah. I'm going to come and play non-league. So probably in my third year, I knew that. In my fourth year, I actually tore something in my knee again, yeah. <laughs> in the same knee that I had surgery on oh, in when I left Palace. Jesus. So I dislocated my shoulder, dis, uh, tore something in my knee in the same season. So I was just like, yeah, this is this is long. Like My body's falling apart. Yeah. So... When I graduated, I, I decided to come home because I was like, I'm just going to try and pursue the football agency thing. Yeah. So I came home and then, yeah, man, that, that I just like, yeah. Did you pursue like, the football agency? How long? So I still kind of do a little bit of part-time scouting now, but so I came back and I knew I had to get surgery. So I didn't play any football. I was still going to play non-league, but I didn't play at the time because I had to get surgery. So what I did was, at the time, obviously I'd been away, so 
you, what what you realize when you're away is like people move on, bro. Like mm. people, if, like I come back here, the world keeps. Yeah, like, everyone's doing yeah, their yeah, thing, yeah, bro. Yeah, like yeah. my friends are working or kicking yeah. ball. Like yeah, yeah. So no one cares about me just coming back from London. Like I, I think it's a big deal. Well, I'm back, but no one gives a shit. So I come back and I'm like, okay, I need to get, I need to contact all my old agents, like anyone, just offer me. I was willing to do anything just to yeah, yeah, get yeah. started in it. Yeah. So I had meetings with like Rio Ferdinand's agency. I had meetings with bare different agencies in it. And um, I finally got, 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 um, I, I finally got like a recruitment role with um, an agency called Coda. And they basically work in a, mu- they worked in a music game. So they were called Coda Music Agency. They've actually changed their name now to Paradigm. And they work with like big names like Dave, Stormzy, but yeah. like, they're like the booking agents. But they're now, they're moving into football. So they're like, yeah, cool. You can come do the recruitment side of things. But I realized very quickly when it comes to scouting in football, it's not a lot. There's not a lot of money mm. at the start. Yeah, 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 you've got to yeah, be. Yeah. There's a lot of startup costs on your end. A lot exactly. Of time, not quite in terms of remuneration either. Yeah. So there's no money. Yeah. And I've just come back from four years of being in the states, and I couldn't work because you're an international student. You can't work. So oh. I weren't making any money anyway. Yeah, I was just studying and playing oh, football yeah. and getting yeah. everything paid for me. But I wasn't making any profit, like money in my bank. So I'm just thinking, I love football, but this is long, like mm-hmm. traveling to games, two games a week, three games a week. And you got to build up a portfolio of, of players and you start when they're young and then you've got to get, and then you've got to wait till they're old enough to get a good move or someone's yeah. got to buy them. Then you get commission. So yeah. it's a three or four year game. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't have three, I don't have three or four yeah. years at this, at this current moment. Maybe when I'm a bit older, I've, I've got enough money, capital saved to mm-hmm. do what I want to do. Yeah. yeah. But I didn't have that. So, I still do it now. I like, still yeah. go to games and that, but just not to the same intensity that I was doing at the start. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah. I get you. Quick one for any of our listeners that may be playing football or maybe kind of in a similar position where a couple of years ago where they got released looking yeah. for a current team. What kind of advice do you have for them? Wait, so what I would say now is like, if I was at academy, if I was an academy player now and I got let go, I would just go to a non-league team straight away. So that, that was probably not a mistake. Like it, it is a mistake, but it's not something that I sit and regret yeah, yeah, or think yeah. about. But if I could do it again and just replay the scenario, I would have just said, someone should have just told me, Jav, shut up. You're not as good as you think you are. Go down and play non-league, score goals, and someone's going to, you'll get back into a pro mm. club. That's what I should have done. Because yeah. at the time, like I was still young. I still had the vibrancy. I still had the energy and I still had the love for the game. Yeah. When you get older, you don't love yeah, it as much. Yeah, isn't yeah. It? So yeah, that's what I would sure. say to a young, a young sure. lad. Just, just go to a non-league, man. Just don't, like... Humility is key. Yeah, you've yeah. got to be humble, man, because mm-hmm. just because you takes, was at a yeah. Premier League club or something doesn't mean that you're special. Like, you, yeah. did, you didn't, you ain't got no first-team appearances. You, mm. ain't, you ain't got a big contract. Go get a part-time job. Go, and it's best to do it when you're young. When you're 18, you ain't got nothing yeah, to lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Maybe you true. can study as well, study part-time, yeah. whatever. Time's you, still on your side. you got nothing to lose. So even if you do dedicate yourself four years, say, I'm 18, I'm going to keep going until I'm 22. If I don't do it in four years and I'm training hard, then cool. You, yeah. At least you gave it a shot. So that's what I would say, man. Just keep that. Sure. So then, how did you then find fitness? I mean, you know what? I want to go be, um, like, I'll be a personal trainer slash uh, online yeah, coach, so, fitness coach. Yeah, so that, basically, when I came back to London, obviously, like I was saying, I was trying to do the scouting thing. Yeah. Um, but my best friend Michael, he he was a he was a PT at the time. Yeah. Or he just started PTing, and I had about 
I had about 10 different jobs when I come back to London. Like I was working in, I was working in, um, I was working in like a school gym, like closing the facility down. I was working in Nuffield Health as, as a duty manager. So like I couldn't, I wasn't qualified, so I couldn't do anything. I was, I could only like, as a duty manager, you basically, it's like a, you manage a leisure center. Like I just close it and open it and yeah. basically make sure all the people, all the complaints are dealt with. So that was terrible. Um, and then what else was I doing? So I was working like two or three different jobs, but nothing that I actually wanted to do. Yeah. And then because my boy was doing a PT and I just thought, you know what? I've always loved fitness, innit? So when it comes to football, I'm a man. Yeah, people, anybody that asks me, Jab's doing extras, innit? I'm staying behind. I'll do extra running. I'll do extra. I've always loved to just do extra bit of work. Yeah. So the same kind of thing applied to fitness. Because like when Palace told me, oh, you're not allowed to use a gym. The first thing I did was I just bought a gym. I bought a gym membership. So yeah. like, I've always been someone that loved to train, innit? Mm-hmm. So... I knew that. I just didn't really... I, but at the time, I wasn't PTing. So I didn't really start peeing and PTing until a year later. So I got qualified when my level two. And I started teaching gym classes. That's really where it started. In like the back end of 2019. Yeah. Um, at a gym called F45. It's like a really popular chain in, yeah. in London. So it's massive. So I was working in Liverpool Street. And then that, that's when I really started to pick it up and the manager was like really helpful because he just gave me bare like advice he gave me gave me a lot of freedom you know sometimes you get a manager and he's mm-hmm. like do this do this yeah. he was like you can work in sales if you want you can help with the marketing you can do videos and because he gave me the freedom yeah i got to see how experience. Yeah, yeah i got to see and <coughs> f45 is a massive franchise yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. they turn yeah, over millions that. so he just gave me an insight and just the freedom and i was just like okay like now i can see how things work mm. how can i do this on my own and then really, what really hit the accelerator button was the pandemic. Mm. That's when it was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's time to go. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of digital classes. Tim was just, peak. Yeah. Just so, kind of everyone getting more into fitness at home and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, man. So the, the basically, when the pandemic happened, so I'll tell you, I'll be, I'll be straight up with the money in that, yeah? So I was teaching F45. I was doing about 14 to 16 classes a week and you get paid about, 30, 35 pound per class. So I was doing that and I was working for an app company, an app fitness company called Sudo. And I was doing fitness consulting for them. <clears throat> Pardon me. So I was doing fitness consulting for them at the same time. So that was the bulk of my income. The pandemic hit, it went to 14 classes a week to one class on a Saturday morning through Zoom. Yeah. So that money just went like that. Boom. Mm. But I was still doing the Sudo thing. But at the time, they were getting me to like make workouts for the app and all that stuff, but they weren't compensating me enough for the amount of work I was doing. Yeah. So I just said to them, look, man, like, I can't do this anymore. I said to the gym, I'll keep doing one class a week because it's, it's 25 pound a class. Like it's nothing. I'm literally getting nothing. And then from there, I was just like, so the pandemic happened, what, March 2020? Yeah. yeah. That was the day I remember because I was on the train. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember on the train coming back, like, yeah, gym shut. I'm like, okay, cool. So about two months later, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start. I'm going to do my own online coaching. And at the time, everyone was doing like the Zoom classes and Instagram classes. Like yeah. that like, was like, was London. His thing was just blowing yeah, yeah, up. Yeah. People were doing that. But I didn't really want to do that. Firstly, I'm, I'm too lazy to be jumping around on camera. I hate doing that stuff. And for me, I don't really like doing group classes because how can I do a class for 30 people? when you and you might have two different goals. Yeah. Everybody's doing the same thing. Yeah. And everybody's route to their fitness goals different. Everybody's body's different. Yeah. I don't like doing that. So I was like, I could probably do something different here where I do like 
I write individual programs, I write individual nutrition programs, and I hold you accountable. And you just got to go out there and execute. So that was like the basic of what I was going to do. Yeah. And then it was just about how to actually how to actually put a system in place and get people to pay for it and market it and all that yeah. stuff. So yeah. that stuff I learned along the way. But I had the the little idea. Yeah. And then I just went with that. And I had like, basically, the, when I started, I just hit up everyone I knew on my WhatsApp in it. Mm. Just literally, yo, I'm launching a new program, launching a new program. And actually a guy from the agency, Coda, he was the first one that signed up. Yeah. So he signed up like £100 a month. And one of the girls I was working with at F45, she signed up £80 a month. And once I just started it, like one thing led to another. Yeah. And then from there, I actually paid for a mentor. And that was a scary investment, but it was a good investment because I learned like... Yeah. Once I had the mentor, it was like... Yeah. Because I've, I've, I've seen your, the page grow. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm like, nah, this is mad. Like, do you know what I'm saying? So I've seen it. Lovely. So... Yeah, that's nah, sick still. So like, okay, so that's how you got into fitness, but like what's the importance of just working out like just in general? Yeah. Like what what benefits does it have? Because there's some people who are like literally just couch potatoes. They don't yeah. do nothing. Yeah. But there's some people that literally just go work, go home, go out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's a good question. They even run. Um, there's, yeah, there's, I mean, there's a million things I could say, but I'll start with obviously the health, innit? Because health is the main thing. Yeah. And we all know, especially, especially with the pandemic over the last two years, yeah, that, our ob- obesity is is one of the precursors for mo- for most metabolic diseases. So yeah. something like COVID, yeah, is taking people out. But if we look at the data, a lot of it shows that a lot of people that have died are probably clinically obese, or they've had some other health issue with it. So we know that if you're if you're not obese, if you're at a healthy weight range, you're less likely to to die from something like that. Same thing with heart disease. Um, high blood pressure, all these all these other things, diabetes, all these yeah. other things. So just from a health perspective, that's one of the main things. But then if we even look at it from like a, I guess like a social, psychological thing, it's like, you feel better, man. Like I, I, I come across people where I think that sometimes if they, if they did train a bit more, if they, if they put some muscle on their body, like men and women, like they'll be more confident and they'll have more mm. belief in their, yeah. in, in what they do. Yeah. Cause you can kind of tell, I, I can kind of tell when I'm around people that they 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 love their body, like they know what their body can do. Yeah. So I think just from a mental perspective, also like lower, lower stress levels, yeah. like it's, it's just going to help you feel better and perform better in the day-to-day. And then there's different layers we can talk about that. Like why should parents work out? Well, your kids are going to get, your kids are running around, they're active. If I don't want to be a dad where, I can't run around with my kid yeah. in the garden, bro. Like that's not that's not good, bro. Or yeah. I don't want to be a mum where I can't even hold my hold my daughters or my sons because I'm so weak. Like, and you there's mums out there that are like that, but there's yeah. women out there that they, they're so weak they can't they can't hold their kids. I'm like, well, well, maybe we should start lifting some weights, you know. So even from that perspective, yeah, obviously, health, but health is always going to be the main thing, man. Like, I got I got a question for before I go into our main question, right? But I want to talk about like weight and kind of BMI because mm. if I take my BMI, you're overweight. I'm obese. I'm overweight. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm overweight as well. Yeah, so. or, or overweight. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. So cool. So that's a good question, man. So about over sixty five percent of people in the UK are either overweight or obese, right? Yeah. But that that percentage, that statistic is a little bit of a of a Great area. Yeah, because they're using the BMI to 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 give people their rating, right? Yeah. Whether you're overweight, because like. From a BMI perspective, I'm overweight. For but, those who don't understand, BMI is height and body weight, right? Yeah, exactly. So body mass index, right? Mm-hmm. And all they do is take your height and your body weight. So the reality is you want to look at how much body fat you have. Yeah. So 
you could be. But there's different types of body fat. I know there's visceral body yeah. fat, and then there's, I don't know what the other one's called. So, but but really, what you want to look for is how much body, what your body fat percentage is. That's really for me probably a bit more telling yeah. because you can be six foot two hundred pounds, yeah, but thirty percent body fat versus six foot two hundred pounds and fifteen percent body fat. That body is going to look completely different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one is going to probably be more metabolically active, more healthy. One's probably going to be a bit more, okay, we need to make sure that, you know, you're looking after yourself and start yeah. eating, right? So yeah, the, that statistic of like 65% of people being overweight or obese is a little bit of like, it's a weird one because how many of those people in the overweight category have low body fats, but they're probably quite muscular. Mm-hmm. Bare people. Like a lot of bodybuilders are considered obese, but they got mad low body fat, mm. right? So... Yeah, there's, it's a bit of a nuance. But like a lot of bodybuilders, like they're hench, yeah, and they got the big bellies. Like their bellies are massive, but it's just rock hard abs. Like, yeah. why does that happen? So, obviously, some of them are on steroids. <laughs> well, yeah. you know what? Most of the ones that you see competing, yeah, they're on, they're on steroids, bro. Yeah. They're on steroids, innit? Like, and they, they, some of them won't admit it. Some of them will, will admit it, but yeah. they're on steroids. And yeah, it's, you know what it is? It's just because of. All the size they they built so much muscle mass and yeah. what and obviously what they do is like they bulk then they cut and they bulk and they cut so on and so forth so yeah like there's no real reason for it some of it is genetic some of it is just the way their body's built some of them is just the way their training is yeah like, there's multiple layers to it and also obviously the diet the diet is always going to be got you so like how should people be working out so let's say I don't know uh, let's say persons finish uni they're working in nine five. Like, what, what should they be doing? Should they be lifting more? Like, if they're just trying to just stay healthy and just yeah. stay slim, should they be doing more cardio? They should, be, should they be doing a balance of cardio and weights? Like, what? Like how should people work out? Yeah, good question. So, obviously, it's based on your goals. But if, you, if it's just health, then I would, I would think of it like weight training is going to sculpt your body and probably get you the body that you want, the one that you see on the magazines and the TV. That's yeah. what the weight training is going to do. It's going to provide you shape. If you're a woman and you want a nice bum and you want an hourglass figure, don't think about going on the Stairmaster all day or using resistance bands. You need to lift weights. Yeah. The cardio is what's going to get, either it's going to keep, it's going to help you maintain your current body weight or if you want to lose weight, cardio is a great way just to lose overall weight. So sometimes people say they want to get in shape and the first thing they do is they just run on a treadmill every day. But the problem is, all they're really doing is shrinking because they're they're losing muscle mass and they're losing body fat. Yeah. Whereas if you my personal opinion is to marry both. So my approach for most people would be, you know, weight training. If you're gonna train at least minimum three times a week, out of those three days, two days probably should be weight training, one day cardio. Then throughout that, make sure you're actually active throughout the day. So getting like eight thousand. 10,000 steps, whatever it may be. People will say 10,000 steps, but <coughs> I think the minimum should be at least seven. Um, yeah. So I would marry the two. I'd have both, but I would view it as, okay, if I'm trying to build like shape to my body, yeah. weights is what you need. If you're just trying to lose weight, then go for cardio. If you're trying to do both, like you want to you wanna lean up, then I would be doing cardio to make sure I can obviously stay in a calorie deficit. And then I'll be doing the weight training so that I could actually have a nice shape to my body. Yeah. Um, and that's whether you're a man or a woman, because obviously right. there's also a lot like, of myths how, out there. How long should people be doing, like, let's say the treadmill, how long should people run the treadmill? Is it 20 minutes jog or like... So that that obviously varies, isn't it? That varies. Um, but if it's just a health thing, I think you should be aiming to, to be able to at least run 
be able to run consistently for at least 20, 30 minutes. Like, that's just kind of, I feel like there's some baselines you people should be aiming for. Yeah. So, like, if you can do a 5K, if you can do a 5K in 30 minutes, 35 minutes, that's not bad. Like, that's good timing for most people. Like, yeah. Obviously, the higher end you get people, you got people doing 5Ks in 20 minutes, 18 minutes, but I can't do that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, th- those are some baselines. And especially if it's just health. If, if you're not trying to, you know, you're not trying to be a bodybuilder, you're not trying to compete in CrossFit or something, then you don't need to do the maddest thing. You just need to make sure you're good. So I would say if you can comfortably do a 5K and not stopping, that's pretty good. That's pretty yeah, good yeah, for yeah. most people. Got you, got you, got you. Oh, sounds good, yeah. So in terms of Spectrum Fit, where are you guys now? Like what, so like what's your offering? Yeah. What are you guys doing? And also what can we kind of expect in the future as well? Yeah, so... Yeah, from from like a coaching perspective, at the moment, at the moment, um, we're we're really geared towards people that have come from a similar background, as in as in like they've been athletic, or they've at least been in good shape before, but they've lost their way. So maybe they've got kids, maybe they've got got a corporate job now, so they can't dedicate their time to training like they used to. So that's really where we've been like pushing our marketing towards, whether it's on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, um, and then even now, kind of. Uh, diving on YouTube a little bit as well so that's kind of that and then yeah so that's obviously it's a, it's a six month program you work with me or one of my coaching team on a like one to one basis so I've just hired like two or three new coaches which has nice. been like Congrats. a bit, been a bit of a process which is hard but yeah, we're, sure. get, we're getting yeah. there we're getting there so yeah kind of that's kind of the the primary thing but there's actually another expansion to the business that I'm currently working on one of my best friends, which is actually mentoring other PTs nice. to start doing online coaching. Because you'll be surprised, man. There's a lot of money to be made, man. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you you like in my first year, I wasn't making a lot of money. Well, I was making decent money, but then, you know, you get to a point where you see, okay, I made 5K this month. <clears throat> then it's like, when you see, okay, you can make 10K a month from mm-hmm. coaching online. Mm-hmm. Like sitting in my bedroom, mm-hmm. like it can be done. Yeah. So, we're just thinking, well, we can keep coaching people, but also we can maybe show people the formula. Yeah, for sure. So that's kind of where literally, me and my best friend, we're literally in yeah. the process of just building that out. So Hard. we've got something for other coaches. Yeah, to... no, for sure. I'm sure some of our listeners would love to, to get involved yeah, as well. So, sure. so what they can, where can they, where can they find you? Yeah, so TikTok, nice. Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube as well. It's all literally Javen.SpectrumFit. Um, so yeah, but actually YouTube's SpectrumFit. Just Spectrum Fit. But yeah, that's where you can find me, man. No, amazing. But so kind of looking back on your journey, like what is like one of the best advice you can give any of our listeners? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, The best advice I will give you is, is, is probably to, to, to listen more than you talk, man. Mm. That's probably the best advice I would give because, and anyone that knows me, I'm hard-headed in it. Like, I've always been hard-headed. I'm just like, okay, this is how I'm going to do it. This is how I'm going to try. If it don't work, then cool. But what I realize, especially as I get older as well, is like the more that I'm like that, sometimes I'll turn around and go back to people that said, oh, you should have done it this way. And I didn't really take in their perspective. So that's probably one of the biggest things um, I, w- I would probably say is just listen listen more than you talk, man, because you never know. Yeah, it's crazy. Cause I always say you got two ears and one mouth for a yeah, reason. For a reason, you know it's I mean? true. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's mad. It's true. But one one thing I do want to say, like, what obviously this, these listeners won't know is that obviously me and you entered the same secondary yeah. school, oh, nice. and like I, I just want to just take this opportunity to just commend you, you know, on your journny, sure, cause bro, like I've seen it from school. Obviously, you kicking ball. 
obviously um, pre in the socials when you're when you're in America, coming back and seeing your fitness page grow. And bro, like done an amazing job, man. Bro, honestly, like just that. honestly, just keep doing what you're doing. Appreciate that, man. Doing Definitely. great things, though. What's got you excited in life right now? Like, what are you looking forward to? Honestly, what I mentioned before about coaching the coaches, mm-hmm. like that's like a really important thing for me, man. And I even like I, I hate to always bring race into things, but a big part of it is coaching black coaches. And the mm-hmm. reason yeah. that's important to me is just because I've gone on to like I've been on two different mentorships where you know I spent a fair amount of money, and to be honest. I've never seen another black coach mm. on these courses, bro. So I'll be on these webinars and there'll be like 30 of us in the webinar being tutored or mentored. And it's like, no, I'm the only black coach. Or me and my best friend are the only black coaches mm. there. And I'm like, oh, we could do something like this. Yeah. But for our people, obviously we'll take on white people too. No, but I'm saying sure. that like... so that's, I guess it's shown... Like, and that's one thing, that's like when Alex kind of mentioned having you on a podcast, that's one thing I was excited for because there's so many different opportunities there. Like he said, you're doing it from your bedroom and you're, you're obviously meeting clients and stuff as well but yeah. it's like some people just don't know about it that's why yeah. I'm really excited about this podcast because yeah. when people are hearing alternative routes like they could be fit, fitness lovers they could be ex-players and stuff like that as well so yeah yeah definitely so that's that's got me excited obviously a couple couple like client stuff so as part of my program, I do... Um, have you heard of Tough Mudder before? Yeah, yeah I've done yeah, the 5K so one. You did still. the 5K one. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 with my clients, we're actually... As part of the program, they get invited to do a Tough Mudder for free. So, they just got to show up. So, we're doing a 10K one in May 22nd. So, we nice. start training for that. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, that's 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 actually... I'm trying to do one in the States as well. Because okay. I've got quite a few clients stateside. Nice. I'm coming up to, like, almost 12 clients over in the States. So... God. It's only right that I do one over there too. So I'm looking at booking a date in the second quarter for that as well. So that's going to be, those are the two things that I got me. Yeah. Nice. It's going nice, nice. to be exciting. Was it, is it weather do? Weather yeah. Do? So um, as tradition, every every episode we end with the word of the week for our listeners because um, we put it on every Monday. So what's your word of the week or phrase of the week for our mm, listeners? My phrase of the week. Um, oh, you caught me cold here. Call me cold. I've always got something good to say, but my if it's I'm gonna go over words. Okay, it's perseverance, man. Perseverance, yeah, perseverance. perseverance. That's why, my, why that's perseverance? My word um, because no matter what you do, health, fitness, work, business, education, you're gonna get a knockback. Um, but the people that rise, the cream always rises to the top. So uh, if you quit, if you give up, then at that point you can no longer get to where you said you wanted to get to. So. Perseverance, you gotta keep going, man. Even keep when going. it's not easy. That's it. For sure, for so, sure. Yeah. There you have it, people. Perseverance. Yeah. Spectrum fit. Cool, man. Javen, it's Love. been great having you on the podcast. Thank you, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. Down. Appreciate it. And shout out to all our listeners. Thank you all for listening, subscribing, sharing us. We really do appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, man. As mentioned, the Hustle Smart 2022 plan is out now as well. So feel free to get on our websites as well. And obviously, the budget spreadsheet is there to help you lot. Navigate your cost, navigate your budget if you're saving towards a particular goal. Use that spreadsheet, go buy that. You know, it's not it's not that expensive. So, but yeah, as always, guys, focus on things that move, move the, the needle. needle. Bow. <laughs>